to be in the most podcast. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? There's no more room in hell. The dead will walk here. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. <laughs> Welcome to season two, man. Grab your buds and grab some bud, because tonight we're going tripping in the woods. Peace, love, and a word from our killer sponsor. This episode is brought to you by swimming, sailing, snorkeling, fun for the whole family, Lost River Lake Resort Grand Reopening. Come on down and we'll keep the kids occupied and a drink in your hand. Now let's take a question from the audience. What about those piranha attacks? You want more guests to die? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what you're referring to, but we do serve piranha hot dogs. And the only thing people might die from is a good time. That's enough questions. Lost River Lake Resort. We got tequila. Five, four, three, two, one. Michael Myers out to get you. Okay. <laughs> Michael Myers is going to get you. Welcome back to Trippin' in the Woods Horror Podcast. Season 2. Episode four, we are, you know, going down by the river for this episode. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. The greatest underwater creature film ever made. The greatest horror film of 1978. We're talking, of course. They're here and they're hungry. Piranha. Piranha. I don't know how to make a bee noise. I feel like it's bees. Why is it bees underwater? I don't know. <laughs> maybe they're like swarming, you know? Because maybe it's like, I actually, you know what? And and we'll talk about it a little bit. I, that sound grew, grew up. Like, I was like, that's the piranha sound now. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. That's not what piranhas no. sound like. But that grew on me. So, like, if I heard that sound in another movie, I'd be like, oh shit, piranhas are coming. You know? Like, you know, so. <laughs> No one hears that sound. Not even if your head's underwater, you wouldn't hear that sound. I don't know who's but that's hearing what that I'm sound. saying. I'm saying the fourth wall, the viewer hears that sound. It's like, okay, nobody hears the sound when Jason Voorhees is about to kill someone, right? When you hear kill, 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 kill. Well, yeah, I was going to say Jaws has their own sound. Yes, it's a song, though. It's not a, a, a creature sound. <laughs> so if you were watching a random movie, you are watching Pride and Prejudice 2024, and all of a sudden you heard that... This is buzzing sound. You'd be like, shit, there's piranhas in the water. There's piranhas in the water. What is that Macaulay Culkin movie? Did you think piranhas were attacking No, him? that didn't sound the my, same, my... though. But that was that was my girl. That's my girl. And where is his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. Put his and glasses on. That is one of the on. worst deaths in history of cinema. But... He got attacked by bees. Who gets attacked by uh, bees? But no, the sound was different. Like you said, I, I would attribute it closest to a bee. I would attribute it closest to a bee buzzing sound, but I liked it. And I, I thought it was unique enough that you could attribute it just to the product. In fact, I, I don't, I've never seen any of the remakes, but if they don't use the sound, I feel like that's criminal. So we're talking about Operation Razor Teeth. Because it's always about the military and, and what kind of weapons they can just fucking make up. So, yeah, we're getting into Piranha, which is 
created by what is it, Joe Dante? You want to give some of the uh, information behind the film? So Piranha was Piranha's uh, written by screenplays by John Sales and then directed by Joe Dante. This was Joe Dante's first major motion picture. He was, and it's you can kind of get this a little bit if you're a big fan of his. He was an understudy worked for Roger Corman. This is produced by Roger Corman, and Roger Corman's known for like that in-your-face exploitation kind of wild and crazy movies. And this also was very much and you know we kind of made jokes towards it was trying to play off Jaws yeah Jaws was you know what 1977 75 I want to say but 75 you're right so Jaws so so Jaws was 1975 it was hot it was the hottest movie that year it created the summer blockbuster everybody wanted to try to jump in Spielberg said this was his favorite Jaws ripoff yeah in fact they were they were gonna try to sue them and and get them get them to not make the movie but they were like you know what we'll let it go we ain't worried about this movie. To what extent is it a ripoff, though? I mean, you can't just make a creature in the water and attack. No, I like... agree. I I would feel like Disney, Disney today's Disney would try to attack it if you had a fucking mouse, you know, anywhere in there. They'd be like, oh no, that's that's intellectual property. But I agree with you. Those is the is the blockbuster, the summer blockbuster. Yeah. But creature features have been oh, out forever, for forever, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and in fact, so. Joe Dante is a big creature feature kind of director, especially since he made some great movies like Gremlins and Small Soldiers in 1998. And I think those are two classic, to me, kind of creature stop-motion movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot to uh, introduce the crew, but it's the, uh, the same old dudes, you know, sitting around the bonfire in the middle of the woods. We got the Nibar and the Steven on board. We're talking about Piranha, but let's let's have a fun little one out there. Favorite underwater creature, Nibar, what you got? Um, Come back to me. <laughs> Really? He is never ready. Like his <laughs> crazy dude. Like, well, there's so many. I could do like Greenland shark, which I was thinking about. Then you can do like the pistol shrimp. I mean, there's a lot of creatures that you could. You know what I'm saying? There's like an ichthyosaurus. Like if we if we could go like you know old school like dinosaur times where it's like you know a lizard that's in in in, in the water that looks like a a freaking. Uh, a dolphin, which looks super crazy. I gave you a straight question with no rules, so you could do anything. All right. What is the term for having no ability to think on your feet? <laughs> <laughs> Every time you ask Mike a question, he's always like, come back to me. And you're like, what are you doing, man? Be ready. <laughs> well, there's a lot of options. I, you just said one. Even if it's a crappy answer, just throw it out there, man. Life is life is crappy. Just throw it. To me, back. <laughs> What is there a question that you can answer on the fly? Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. That there's just a lot of options. For <laughs> you can't even name the question. You can't even name the question. So if I said, what do you like in your hot dog? Would you be like, well, there's a lot of toppings. What season is it? How moist is my mouth when I'm about to get in that glizzy? Yeah, what, so what do you like in your hot dog? Cheese and ketchup. Wait, cheese on your hot dog? Cheese? Yep. You put a cheese on Cheese it. and ketchup? What the hell? Okay, what? You asked. You said there's no dumb answers, and now... You guys are fucking killing me for my freaking answer on the fucking hot dog. Listen, I am the glizzy king. I love glizzies. I do not think there's a wrong answer. No, put whatever you want, man. Enjoy your glizzy with cheese and ketchup. I'm not hating on that. I'm not hating on that at all. Steven, favorite underwater creature. Favorite underwater creature. You know what? I mean, Jaws is a classic for sure. Creature from the Black Lagoon. I thought we were going like an actual, like, an animal. It could be anything. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you this. So growing up, a lot of people don't know this about me, uh, but growing up, I wanted to be a marine biologist. 
I want to be a marine biologist, and I and I and I love sharks. I was obsessed with sharks. The bull shark or the Zambezi shark, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah, you like the is the, you guys know this. I, you guys know this is the same. It's actually the same shark. It's the same species. One is in Africa. One is uh, in the U.S. The bull shark, Zambezi shark, and why it was one of my favorite because it stood out to me is because it is one of the only sharks that can travel up river into fresh water from salt water. They're obviously all sharks are salt water, and it can go up there. So the, uh, the Mississippi, you've been there are people who have been attacked by bull sharks in the Mississippi River. Let's get into this film. This is a 1978 film. So in the 70s, we definitely were thinking about genetically altered and the military is always fucking around with something, whether it's the Hills of Eyes or nuclear testing grounds. And so we get these piranhas. And I mean, I was fine with that. But then watching this film, we'll talk about the lab later. There's some other things going on here (laughs) that probably make a more interesting film, honestly. But uh, we start out with the couple that find the uh, abandoned military compound. Well, I guess not abandoned. I don't know. Some people hide in coats. I have, I don't know what they're doing. So we got a a couple skinny dipping. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. We're 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 burying the lead in the story. All right. We need to get some. We Go need to get it. sponsorship deal going because this is now officially our <laughs> second movie this season. Where we get a little bush, if you know what I'm saying. Um. <laughs> I know, Mike. I know, D. Was was catching that with it, baby. I was waiting for it. I was waiting Yo, for it. what are we doing, man? Thank you, 70s, man. You know what? Bring that bush back. I was like, yeah, what's going on? That's what I'm talking about. There's like a whole Wolverine down there, man. It was it was crazy down there. It was it was wild. It was, it was wild, dude. I was you know what though? But I was I I, I ride that roller coaster of bush gardens, all right? Sometimes I think I'm born in the wrong time, man. <laughs> back there. You know what? It's coming back. It's it's coming it's you know, you I don't know, man. I never meet that person. I gotta hang with Nebar more. I don't know. You do, you do. But I thought I did think I did think that was kinda cool, kind of a callback. That was a callback. Well alien to our episode it's episode three, Alien. We're gonna make a bush series. So yeah, so this couple obviously gets it's taken underwater. We don't know what takes it underwater. All right. Could be anything. But before you freak out, we're going to the Jaws video game. <laughs> I guess this is the only parts where you're like, all right, we are really trying to rip this movie off. I don't know. There's no need for it. I did find that to be a little weird, to be honest. So we meet Maggie, the search for that missing couple. She is half bloodhound but doesn't know where her ticket went so i was i was thinking the the movie does say comedy but i wonder i think it was supposed to be a scary movie and then they realized that it wasn't and then they're like you know what we're just gonna call it a comedy i feel like i feel like this definitely felt like a cash grab i do feel like they were trying to make a scary movie i think most of the acting is pretty bad but it's bad and not a funny way he was bad in a funny way i don't know i it's weird i i enjoyed it in that in that cheesy way but yeah i think the comedy missed like throughout I, I think, but yeah. there's just so much brain dead dumb stuff that i i kind of had fun with it i don't know why maybe i could think of a drinking game while watching it well that guy was a drunk so i mean that's not far from the truth yeah all, he he delivered all his friends the scotch the whiskey and tequila yeah. <laughs> that whole bit exactly the old guy i love this this is such a forced emotional unearned like spot like they're like what do you got and the old guy's like i got the river <laughs> yeah yes. <laughs> that was real nice music he's looking out in the distance and he's just talking about it it bays me 
and cleans my clothes and gives me food. I'm like, what is this guy dies five minutes later. We just met him. I have no connection to anything that's happening right now. Like he was so like in deep on it. And it's just like, dude, this is not the first time you talked to this guy. Like he's had to ask him this question at least once before. And then he got like the most detailed, you know, we only live once, stars in the sky. <laughs> Kind of freaking answer, man. Love your river. You know. <laughs> I mean, here's here's what I'll say about that though: is at least that's the character we, I probably cared about the most. I hated. <laughs> no. I hated the main character of Maggie. You get no background on her except for that she's a b-word and annoying. Oh yeah, she was annoying. You get no background on Paul on Paul except for that he's hiding out in a cabin. I think he's like skipping out on child support or something. <laughs> His daughter, I think, lives with him. She's just out in camp right now. Yeah, the the mom left or died. I don't remember. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Left. You're right. You're right. I thought at the beginning that the daughter would have been dead the way that he was like talking about it. I'm like, yeah. man, the river took his daughter. You know, now it's payback time. And uh, no totally alive no you know and, and even the doctor the you know the, that they try to you know build up with this whole death scene too you, you know again i don't really care about him he tries to act too crazy for no reason yeah there's no good character there is dude there is the old man the old man that makes love to the river every night he he was a good character so then maggie meets up with paul on the mountain and was like you know i need to uh i'm looking for this couple and he's like i'm not an axe murderer he gets defensive real quick but also People just walk in his house and he's cool. Dude, I know. Too. This is mountain life. She's like, oh, okay, can you take me by that military compound? This is a weird scene because he's like, I'm not going to do that. And then there's no reason for him to do it. Why is he doing it? The next the next scene is him dr driving with her. And then they didn't even set up like why he would want to do it in the first place anyways. Like he wasn't doing anything. You know, it's not like, oh, man, you know, I used to work at that outpost and then they shut it down and now, you know, no, not, none of that happened. He just likes to drink. There's literally no reason for him to be there. And then she's breaking in and he's just like, all right, I mean, I'm here for the ride. He just keeps walking with her. Now we get to the lab and this is, this is just a crazy lab. So there's cool stuff going on. Yeah, there's a bunch of random stuff. What is that creature? Yeah, I don't understand how that did not play a bigger role in the movie because I'm like, seriously, they, they spent all that work to like make this stop motion animatronic fucking creature and then they did nothing with it. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. That creature was better than all the prana scenes. They spent all the money on that and then they're like, all right, fine, we're going to use some like, you know, wallpaper with piranhas on it as our piranhas. We haven't seen the piranha yet, but it does look like people are just wiggling a fish next to a camera. <laughs> It's not even like a real fish. It's like a drawing of a fish. Like, it's so terrible. <laughs> somebody, somebody really missed the boat when they didn't make a sequel. And it was called, you know, it was just that creature. It was Piranha 2, the forgotten creature. Or Piranha 2, what the <laughs> fuck was that thing? <laughs> you know? And it's so intent on watching everything going down in the lab. Like, why are we following this creature? Yeah, and then what happens to it? Like, the guy's not like, hey, look, uh, I need to go leave some food. Or let me go at least <laughs> leave the door unlocked, you know, just in case, you know, like I never come back, you know, my creature can still be alive. And then we had to see the puppet one in the water that was like, okay, cool. I get it. You want to show them experimenting with things, but you literally have a creature walking around. Like, does he work on things? Joe Dante will go on to, after that, do the howling in 1981 and then Gremlins in 1984. So you definitely see yeah. that, like I said, he's, he, you know, wanted to go and build with creatures. I just don't know why or where or how. I have so many questions about that creature. So many questions. In fact, the rest of the movie, I'm like, where is this creature coming from? So the questions add on. So Maggie, it's like, oh, you know, I see the clothes. So, you know, the couple I'm looking for has been here. And then she's like, oh, we can drain the pond. 
That way we can see if there's a body at the bottom. All right, this is reasonable. It's a little button. They, they hit it, and then uh, I don't know how to explain this because I don't know if I'm seeing it wrong or if there's a storyboard out there. So is he hiding in a coat rack? <laughs> if they're walking in and they look at that coat rack, is there two legs going down the coat rack? Because I swear to God, he just moves a coat and then attacks him with a hook. He comes out, guns blazing, with a stick hook. For some reason, he also has his weapon of choice and he starts attacking everyone. He doesn't even care about the woman. He's hitting everyone. And I mean, he's trying to kill Paul, I guess. He has to like kill him before he can turn stuff off. I thought a good whack against Paul and then go turn it off, turn it back on. But no, he's like, I'm going to freaking choke him to death. While looking back, I'm like, dude, are, are you afraid of it draining or not, bro? Like, let's get the switch going. I do feel like he lost sort of his priorities there, too. I was like, dude, like, come on. Like, like this thing is draining already. You trained a pond. Yes, we found You let them out. And then so he gets a karate chop in Spock's area. Well, why'd that knock him out? He got karate chopped on the shoulder. Pretty strong spot. I don't know. And I do like the one bit of her wanting a drink and he's like, it's no water. <laughs> that, that was funny. I like that. Even further weirder. Now we're in the pond looking at some bone. But I guess we didn't tie up the dude. We just <laughs> left him up there with a running car. Another scene that doesn't make sense. And I love the transition to it because it, it's coming. They're like, they're just hanging out looking at bones. And then when she mentions, hey, you think he's okay up there? Vroom, vroom. <laughs> like, this is so bad. I will say this. I will say this. I don't think the movie overall is like Mystery Science 3000 bad. I do think that scene fits the bill, though. There are a couple scenes in the movie that you're just like, okay, this is hilariously not makes no sense. And that car scene where he steals the freaking car and just just almost immediately crashes it makes no sense. He wrecks it, dude. I know. Then we get to the scene where they're at Paul's cabin again. So she walks into the room and immediately starts questioning about like, you know, his his wife or former wife and then they get underneath a blanket together what's going on in the scene and did the job get done <laughs> i'm gonna say the job did not get done i think it I did, think it did man. i think it did i think it did i don't think it did she lovingly looks at the picture of the daughter like i just became your mom and she she said something she said and, and again i'm already hearing please probably she said something about like it's not gonna touch itself under the blanket or something she said something like she that. said something yeah, yeah she said it's and she said that's why i'm wiggling under the blanket and you know i'm gonna tell you right now I'm going to tell you right now, all right? I'm an old man now. I'm kind of out of the game, but I've been around the block back in college. And and when girls would sit next to me and climb under the blanket and they said stuff about, you know, hey, this blanket's, you know, it's it's warm <laughs> under the blanket, then you know what's about to go down, man. I've never had that experience. Because your blanket's on the wall behind you, man. You take that thing down, bro. Put down. some hands underneath it. You know what's funny? A lot of people <laughs> don't know this. And, and I, 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 a lot of people don't know this. And I, I worry if anybody ever opens up the door while Mike is asleep. So when these asleep and i used to live with him if you just open the door and he's passed out asleep no blanket the guy sleeps with no blanket it is the weirdest thing in the world one pillow one sheet that's it and he sleeps and there's no blanket no matter how cold it is in there he just sleeps it is the weirdest thing i've ever seen and again his blanket is now a tapestry behind his bed see the reason why i say i don't think it happened (laughs) because they didn't set it up for them to like have that kind of connection she just basically is like oh he's a drunk his wife left him all right let's let's go let's you know that got me ready you know you're like seriously i mean she's on the road man i was gonna say clearly you don't know how my parents met in the 70s okay it's exactly how they met (laughs) it's exactly how they met (laughs) 
Yeah, it's the 70s, man, and she's on the road for work. Yeah, that's true. I, I Okay, I, I'll, I'll take that. I understand that. So now we get the daughter at summer camp. She's scared of the water, doesn't want to, you know, swim, and you got this, I don't know, the, the big camp counselor guy that's like, you need guts, Grogan, guts. We uh, fish don't eat humans. Humans eat fish, like all, all the sayings. I'm like, all right, which is funny in the 1996, five or whatever remake, that little girl is actually played by a young Mila Kunis. So that's pretty cool. So now we're getting to the old man drunk, sitting on the dock by his river and his dog named Brandy, of course, and having a good time talking about, man, you know, don't don't lose your tail over some head or something like that. I don't know if you caught this, but I think the dog was just was tired of him. The dog was like fed up and just like, when is this old man going to croak, man? I've been waiting for this check for a while now because the piranha start eating him start eating his feet and you know just you know take take your take your feet out the water bud yeah i know no you can't he can't <laughs> that was hilarious like the dog stands on his lap and starts barking and holds him down watch it again man he was like yo i'm in the will i'm the only one right now and i'm keeping it all right that dog killed him I'm telling you, put it out there, watch it again. Maggie's trying to become a mom, and that dog killed Jack. Paul doesn't have a, a vehicle, which I guess the old man giving him groceries is like, hey, he can't get into town. Again, I'm telling you, man, there's something going on with Paul. Now I'm, I'm thinking about it. Maybe he killed the mom. Maybe he killed his oh, daughter's mom, and, he's, yeah. and he ran away with her. And that's why he's kind of off the grid. That's why he doesn't have a vehicle. That's why the old man has to go buy his liquor for him. Something went down, man. Something, something went down. Oh. I was thinking of like a DUI and he crashed. Maybe. Well, maybe. That's fine. It doesn't get as sinister as I'm saying. It doesn't have to get as sinister as I'm saying. <laughs> and again, this girl's not normal, man. She doesn't. She looks like she she's at summer camp, but she looks like she hasn't been on the sun for three seconds. She's white as a ghost. <laughs> she looks like children of the corn. You know, maybe her hair. Maybe something happened to her hair when her dad murdered her mom in front of her. She won't touch the water because I think she's, she saw some trauma in water before. Like her dad murdering her mom in a lake. All right, so let's get to they 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 don't know about the piranhas yet. You know they they had the doctor. They're like, how are we gonna get down? You know the mountain. And and right now I can understand a raft because it's like, all right, we're just getting down the mountain. It's gonna be cool on a raft, I think. <laughs> let's put this unconscious guy on a raft. And also the doctor tells him what's going on. He's like, hey, we've been working on some piranhas and whatnot. The water is filled with carnivorous fish. And I love how offended he gets when they blame him for it. Because he's like, you're blaming me. You let them out. <laughs> it's like, he got so offended. So now they know they need to hurry up down a little bit. But they bury the dead man, the Jack guy. That's going to take a while to dig up a... How, how, how shallow? It's a very shallow Look, man, grave. If you have time to, to go down a go down like a little river on a raft that's made out of like logs that you like cut yourself. There's no hurry. Okay. <laughs> there's no, there's no hurry. There's no situation. There's no crisis that you're in that you need to go quickly. They had all the time in the world. Okay. <laughs> they had all the time in the world. But were people just burying people in the seventies? Like, I, isn't that illegal or is that okay? I don't know. I, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I feel like that's why if you looked, you know, the, the amount of serial killers we have and the amount of UFO sightings we have in today's world where everything is recorded is all of a sudden almost none. But yet in the seventies, yeah. everybody saw a creature. Everybody saw a monster. Everybody was being murdered. You know, I think you're right, though. I think because there's no rules, man. You were just burying people in shallow graves, man. I do find it really hilarious, though, that that boy. Yes! Stay back! Yes! Stay back! 
dies. His dad dies and gets eaten, and then the doctor gets eaten too. Okay, it's like back to back. <laughs> it's so funny. It is so funny to me. It's like the doctor was scared. The doctor was completely petrified of the freaking water. And then he sees his boy and his dad get eaten. And then uh, his dad's getting eaten, not the boy. And then he's like, let me go swim to him. Get your hand out of the water. Oh, yeah. Don't get, don't touch the water. And then he's like, I will save you, boy, who's already kind of saved because you're not in the water. But yeah, he was nowhere near him. I know. I was like, the boy looked fine. He's laying on the canoe. Why does he dive in the water and he swims for a while? They were on that raft. It was going so slow. They were on the raft. He had to get there quicker. They could have kept floating on the raft to the little boy and just pushed him onto the goddamn ledge. But so even even after that, so like they he dies, I guess, valiantly with that. And, and he starts leaking blood and the piranha for some reason. For some reason, the piranha is still around. How have they haven't like dissipated? Like, completely disappeared already. Yeah, spread out. Um, yeah, like they should be way down that river already. But whatever, they're hanging out. So now they're following the raft with blood, and they start eating at the raft. I love that their first thought process is to toss the body, which is hilarious. <laughs> but why? Why is the boy like, no, dad, dad? He is immediately traumatized. It's not his dad, but he keeps yelling. That's what happened to my dad. <laughs> I know. It's just hilarious because back to back. Seriously, like. Like in five minutes, you watch two people get killed by piranhas. I mean, that's really got to mess with you. They say don't work with kids and don't work with animals, all right? Because that kid was a terrible actor, right? And this is his last job. His first and last job. So I got to at least this point in the 90s remake, and it's the same scene, but the evil doctor, whatever, is actually a female in this one. And, and they're tossing the body, and it's still a boy, and the boy still says dad. And it's so oh, weird. Wow. He, <laughs> he says, that's what happened to my dad, dad, dad. I'm like, why, why? Now it's, I don't know what's going on. It is such a confusing, if you watch the 90s, they take a lot of the same exact quotes and scripts from the 70s original. It's so weird. So, but even worse than that, I guess this was a good time to get off the raft, because the raft falls apart, and he's like, sweet, we're close enough to the dam for me to run it. I'm going <laughs> to out now. They've got they went three feet on the raft. If you looked right behind them, you would see his cabin. Like it was like, what the hell were we just doing? <laughs> and then we got this chase scene of him trying to get there, and you know, the, the damn operator, I guess. You know, he's watching cartoons and uh he, he makes it just in time. This is another bit that's in the remake in the 90s, and it's just as weird. It doesn't make any sense in the those two either. scenes exactly like like we were talking about the raft scene and then immediately that damn running scene are both scenes that I could easily see being spoofed in the night being spoofed in the nineties, not remade. Very much like Austin Powers, where for instance, like you said, they get on they get on the raft, all this shit happens, they get off and they look behind them and there's the cabin. Like they didn't go anywhere. And then with the damn scene, to me, I just really kept thinking they were gonna keep showing the guy fumbling with it, going back, and it's just the same shot. It's not a different shot, it's the same shot of him running. <sighs> Go back over, same shot of him yeah. running, you know, because that would be hilarious. They would be, if they did it like four or five times, that would be hilarious. Instead, like you said, it's just weird, flimsy running and weirdly incompetent at goddamn opening the dam. And then here comes the military. I do like, so they have some sort of cleverness in their mind because he mentions, he's like, you guys came pretty prepared for this, you know? So this is the one moment where I'm like, okay, they're putting stuff together. That's kind of cool. I don't understand how their first answer is, well, let's just dump a shitload of pollution in the goddamn river. <laughs> like, I don't know how that was the solution right away. Especially when you were like, we poisoned it and they still lived. You know what will solve this? Let's just dump a bunch of poison in the river. You're like, well, you know there's kids that swim downstream with this. They're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> 
Because we're going to kill the piranha. This whole river idea is, is always about destroying. Even at the end, they're like, we can, our last chance is to dump a bunch of pollution. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah, makes no what? sense either. At the end, they're like, I know what'll work. He's like, there's a random pipe that just unloads pollution into the river. And we release, and I know this because <laughs> when I was a kid, we would have to release it once a month. <laughs> and it killed everything. In fact, my daughter, that's how her mom died. Okay, so oh so God. it is it is weird that the answer in both cases is let's just destroy everybody and everything that touches this river. It's the 70s. You know how many more rivers we have? It's not like we're going to run out of fresh water, you know? <laughs> and then this is where I think we got to the worst actress, the scientist lady. Oh, my she God. She's so wild. Here's where she wins me. I agree with you all the way up until the very end when she's playing dumb and she's like, well, yeah, I just showed up and I'm an ecologist. And I now I'm an expert on piranhas and I'm an expert in everything that's wrong with <laughs> this area. No, the best part, though, is when she ends her statement, she says something like, oh, there's no way the piranhas could ever, like, they'll, they'll, they'll never harm anybody else again. And then she just looks in the camera like, <laughs> she gives, like, a menacing look. And I'm like, yep. That's my girl. No, not even that, man. She, like, starts out with, like, the the other scientist. He's like, yeah, well, you know, he was a dreamer. And her eyes, like, open up for a minute. <laughs> No, and then and Maggie's like, yeah, well, I mean, I think he kind of carried about a life because he dived into, you know, Michael Phelps, the water a little bit to try to save a little boy. And she ends it like it's like a mic drop moment for her. And she's like, well, you know, I said he was a dreamer and hair flips and walks away. I didn't know. It was, I didn't know the conversation was over. <laughs> Full on hair flip and walk away. Oh, we totally skipped over. How do you say piranha? Because they, they said it a different way. <laughs> I did not catch that either. I don't know. Both scientists said like piranha or something. It was yeah, piranha. crazy. They say piranha. Is that the right way? Am I wrong? No, I think it's one of those like they try to be like, oh, that's a scientific name. It's piranha. And you're like, all right, bro. <laughs> so Paul's trying to point out that there's a little offshoot, I guess. I don't know what it's for. I don't know how dams, you know, if, if normally you have the offshoot, but they do. And so they're like, yo, the piranha's about to go this way, bro. We need to do something about it. And their defense against that is, no, nah, piranhas aren't smart. They're not going to do that. I'm like, okay, so that's just, we're done. We're just probably just going to hang out in the dam area forever. Like, what are we doing? They're still there. They're not dead. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. It made no sense. No way to contain it. They'll be able to swim up every river system. In the and then country. so they're like, all right, we'll just keep them arrested. I love the, the little military bit. You get how frustrating it is to be in the military right here. So the guard, his friends walk by. He's like, hey, what are you up to tonight? And the guard's like, not a damn thing. <laughs> He was so angry to be uh, watching two people. I'm like, what else would you be doing, bro? The <laughs> acting in this movie is so up and down. Like, I don't know where they found these people. Were they just like, hey, man, we're shooting a movie. And, you know, anybody that wants to come to town hall tonight, we're going to make you a famous actor. Not a damn thing. Oh, gosh. Another another weird female scientist moment is she's hanging out in the background while the three are talking. And Paul's like, the war's over. And she's waiting. If you look at her in the background, yo, she's like waiting for like, her time to jump into the jump rope or her time for her freestyle battle to continue. And as soon as he says the war is over, it like shows her zooms in a little bit. And she's like, there'll be other wars. And she looked like finished the, the argument. It's over with. There'll be other wars. Like, okay, this is horrible. And she's the worst actress ever. The crazy thing about this movie is, and again, there's must be so such lawlessness in the seventies. Well, something happened between the seventies and I want to say the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, man. They must've been like, yo, we have to really beef up our police force because not only is this guy still their car, they still a military vehicle. <laughs> then later on, they steal a boat. And at no point. Yeah. There was so much like, 
auto grand theft. Auto theft, yeah, and destroying it. Not even like, oh, we just took it for a ride. No, this, all these vehicles were completely destroyed and gone. Okay, we solved the piranha problem. Now, <laughs> now you're going to jail for the rest of your life. Say goodbye because you are stealing and damaging all these vehicles. And the jail scene, the jail scene was screwed up too. She might have murdered that guy. Yeah, she probably did. That guy's probably <laughs> busted that old man in the head, took his pants off. Yeah, I know. And what a joke, uh, Paul, when he's like, oh, I thought you'd be quicker at getting a man's pants off, man. These guys definitely have some chemistry going on here. He knows. They know. There's stuff they going know. on, Nibar, that you aren't aware of. Listen, you need a second showing. Somebody needs to, listen, <laughs> you need to, somebody needs to sit you down and teach you about the birds and the bees or the blankets and what's underneath it. I lead a, you know, a very sheltered life. He calls the camp counselor to tell him about the piranhas and he's the town drunk, apparently, so no one takes him seriously. If you look at the newspaper that the camp counselor is reading, it says, top stories is Big Rattler Bites Teen. So we have an animal attack there. And then Dogs Tear Up Newborn Baby is another story. On oh my newspaper. God, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's wild. It's really surprising that anybody survived the 70s, apparently. Especially drunk, because every time we've watched the 70s movie, they're just always drinking. Oh, everyone. I a mean, lot. exactly. Yeah, and in fact, I think in the late 70s was when they finally passed a federal law against drinking and driving. And people were pissed. <laughs> they're like, they're like, what am I supposed to do when I get off work and I want to have a drink on my way home? Yeah, you know, you're like, what the hell, what, dude? But real quick, let's get back to the whole Niebauer situation here. We can relate this to actually a modern statistic that's actually pretty, pretty interesting and alarming. The, the <laughs> alarming. <laughs> there was a survey just done recently that said the highest percentage ever of males under the age of thirty that report zero female sexual partners. Oh. <laughs> is 29% is the highest ever in since the rise. It's on the rise, you know? <laughs> 2008, it was 8%, and now it's over 30% yeah. of males under the age of 30. I just kept retaking that same survey. <laughs> so that was it. That was just all me, baby. That was all me. I was saying he was a trailblazer, man. He was doing it before it was big, That's and it. now it's popular again, dude. Never knew. They just called never knew knee. <laughs> <laughs> Never female contact. Me, Never man. female contact. Uh- so yeah, and also this is the most popular river ever. So they're all they're all getting in the water, and they still Paul and Maggie steal a cop car, and they're driving like crazy fast. And then we get scenes of the piranha swimming. So I, I mean, in my head, I'm supposed to correlate that they're kind of racing. And it's a weird bit because I'm like, I have no idea where they are on the road. <laughs> I don't no, know if there's they're close. No, there's, no way to, there's, no, there's no way to measure against each other at all. Yeah. I have no idea where the piranha are in the freaking water. <laughs> I would well, think they're think gone the by now. They had to like, you know, floor it in the car. It was because they spent like a whole day in jail. And so the, they could have taken the raft the whole time. And the piranha just been hanging out. The piranha just been hanging out. So did the piranha wait for them? Imagine if that scene had an, a, a 19... 80s Indiana Jones map where you see you see their vehicle go across the map and you see the piranhas going across the river and they're meeting up at the same spot. No, but this it's just it's just a weird cut. I don't I don't get what's going on. But I do love when a movie goes there, man. Kids dying, getting eaten by these piranhas. I was like, yes, all right, where is this? <laughs> you been? know what? They were unleashed into America's waterways to churn quiet streams into rivers of living death. You know this what? I was on the opposite side. I thought those kids, there are too many kids that got out too fast. There are too, that should have been a 
massacre. But yet, I'm seeing all these there kids was, getting dude. out. Three kids died. It was like three kids. <laughs> it should have been lot, more. Dude. It should have been more. Dude, and, one and, taken under. And that's my bro. problem. Yes, one. One taken <laughs> under. It one? is thousands of piranha. My biggest complaint and my takeaway from this movie is the lack of consistency in the piranha attacks. So let's not even, let's forget the fact that, like you said, the piranha are kind of not doing anything when you're not watching them. That's fine. Let's forget that. Yeah. But in the first scene, they murder two people, quick, clean, not even any blood. In schools of hundreds, they attack and devour anything that moves with razor sharp teeth that can strip a man to the bone in less than a minute. They take them out, right? Then you go to kill that dad and they, they kind of destroy the dad as quick as possible. They rip that guy's legs to the bone as quick as possible. And then meanwhile, when the when the scientist is in there, they're nibbling on that sign. He has enough time to get over there. <laughs> in that kid to, to to make him his new father before he dies he and then you get all the way over maybe it's maybe they're full yeah, i don't be. know they should have probably told us then you get all the way to the kids scenes and these kids are climbing out these kids should not be climbing out these piranhas should be destroying these kids i thought after a while like the piranha probably weren't even hungry yeah you know you get your first airborne man right to the cheek of the the camp counselor man and he has a gun too bro i was thinking he was gonna start shooting kids so that they don't suffer i thought so too that would have been awesome if he just started firing into the water um, <laughs> but and then the girl the little girl like was this a comedy bit or was this a, a good attempt at moving a canoe because that was bad man she's taking her time and she can't move you it. could definitely tell and she like walks and thinks it's like oh hmm oh there's an air raft i can take what is going you on? Definitely, that girl has not been in the water in a while. She has not been. She's not used her muscles. She's not moved anything. <laughs> she never acted or anything. But now we get to the the dad making it there, looking around. He's like, "Oh shit, my daughter's out there on a raft." And so he takes a canoe. Paul gets there, and this is this is a cool shot. I do like the river with some of the floats like torn apart and emptiness. Yeah. Like that, that was a good creepy shot. I liked a lot, but he talks to his daughter and he's like hugging her and this and that. I'm like, all right. But then he's like, all right, I'm going to leave you. Yeah, I know. That was a little weird. I'm like, wouldn't you just bring your kid with you? It's like you're. Yes. Like, it's weird. Yeah, she's going with me everywhere I'm, I'm going now. This was the whole point of me getting here. It was to save my daughter. Yeah. I'm taking her with me now. That's it. That was like three quarters of the movie, and then he finally sees her. He's like, ah, fuck it. You know, you're on your own. Yeah, he's like, I can only take five minutes of her. You know, after that, I'm fucking done. So that happens. But this is another scene where this is why I'm telling you, Maggie's trying to, like, become a mom. Like, it's, it's weird. So he walks away. I'm like, that's his daughter. It's weird that he just walks away and, and leaves. She stands there, looks down at her all lovingly and it's like embracing her it's like a weird i don't get it like that little girl would be like yo who are yeah, you stop being get creepy. Away from me? yeah stop being creepy but there's a good like minute of her just staring at her just those two then she walked away and then the daughter starts crying because i'm like yeah what is going on this is so weird they're like okay now we gotta hurry up and get to the resort now they're, they're just making their way this is the longest river ever i think it's crossed state lines multiple times <laughs> so now we're gonna get to the cool you know summer resort partying the colonel has to drop a, a fat cow joke on some lady which is pretty mean but funny yeah it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was and then there's just some boating things going on a scuba diver there was literally every type of water activity that you could have done <laughs> <laughs> happening right next to each other. You're not going to have a guy with a speedboat yeah. and then right next to him there's like a whole bunch of scuba divers. 
<laughs> I know. It seems like, very dangerous. Like, and then you have like a fisherman, you know, like fly fish next to it. And it's like, dude, you're never going to catch anything. There's a freaking speedboat. Yeah. And then you have a gasoline guy in case you need gas in the middle of the water. I don't know what he was doing, bro. Yeah. And that. then you had like that, like, look like a gazebo. And then they ended up taking that out onto the water. And it was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, dude, there's a lot going on in this river. <laughs> What's wrong with the water? This is the most popular river ever. The guy that's skiing, that's Nightmare Fuel, man. He sees a dead body and he's like, man, we need to go. We need to get out of here. And the women are like, ha we need to flip this guy into the water. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I do like that they slow down and he sinks some. And he's like, no, 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 go, go. I thought his legs were going to be gone when they got up. That would have been cool. Like if they were like bones. And then, like I said, there's just a guy pouring gasoline on a, on a boat. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> seen this. I don't know what's going on. But he just, what can someone d defend? the scene he's pouring gasoline everywhere <laughs> and then a speedboat runs into him well, and there's an explosion well, here's what i was gonna say here's what i was gonna say i felt like what happened i feel there? like this was a lot of people don't know but this was actually the precursor to the universal studios stunt spectacular <laughs> i think we're watching <laughs> it. we were watching it because i was like what is going on it was just a weird like flip and crash like you said an explosion it, it made zero sense also now we get that juxtaposition position the side by side man we're getting a speedboat hitting another boat exploding and then the cop car again jumping a ramp yeah who's racing what is going on i don't get this <laughs> and the piranhas in the water everywhere man i don't and there's like a million of them you know all over the place The, the biggest freaking river possible and then every square inch is covered by a freaking piranha people are dying left and right i did like also earlier when the kids were dying the counselor staying in the water to pull kids out that was kind of cool and heroic so everyone's dying left and right and they get there i don't know i don't know why paul is getting there at this point either is he just like on a base of warning the most people he can because he already saved his daughter yeah i thought like i, I didn't understand why they, he had to even go there i'd just be like all right you got your daughter they obviously know there's piranhas now piranha all over Piranha. Piranha is all over the place. Piranha. Piranha. So then he's like, yeah. We'll, we'll pollute those bastards to death. There used to be a pollution station that I used to go to when I was a kid. And, and, and I love this bit. So they continue on. For some reason, they're the only saviors in this whole river, you know. And he goes and he, he ties a rope around him, ties it to the boat. And he's like, yo, count. Man, if you mess up this count, the dude's dead, right? <laughs> I'd be panicking. What was the count? Like 100 seconds? No, but we're, listen, we're skipping. No, we're skipping a, a, a crucial part of the movie that, again, I, I, I must have <laughs> caught it. You have the eagle eye for this movie but i must have caught it where she tells her like hey go grab the tow line they stole the boat like two minutes ago how would she know where anything is on that boat <laughs> and she he's like grab the tow line and she goes and grabs it and hands it to him and i'm like what the hell science fiction I would be like, I don't know what a tow line is. I've never I was been just on a gonna boat. Say, I don't even know what a tow line is. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it was it was wild. And then, like you said, then he comes up with this asinine plan of I'm gonna tie it around my waist. That was the <laughs> longest count I have ever seen. Okay, but even even if you're counting, bro, like he didn't take any variables into consideration. <laughs> all right, he has to break glass. He breaks glass to get in. 
this is all underwater. And then he opens a door. Opens a door. And then he's he's getting bit while trying to do this. Like, dude, there's no way it's the same amount of time, man. No, there's no way. And then not only that, did you all notice this? And I was about to, I literally was laughing to see what they were going to do. And they just opened the door. He breaks the first glass very easily and goes through. Yeah. And then the next one on the door, it says safety glass. And I thought, does this mean he can't break it? Is he going to be punching? He's like, no. <laughs> and then he you know, just opens the door. And I'm like, damn it. They lost a good comedy bit there where he could have been punching it. And then he open, realizes he opens the door. And the piranhas swim into him too. Like they know his plan. Like they know what this guy is about to do. There's plenty of people that were just in the water. Plenty of meat probably still in the water somewhere. But they're like, no, we heard his plan above freaking above the boat. Like what's going on here? <laughs> so we think, I guess they're all dead with pollution. I mean, this guy's got to be dead, right? He has a billion open cuts. I know we see his hand open up, but in the polluted water, man, talk about, you know, the amount of infections he has to get from that. And then we get, this is, I guess, your kind of Jaws rip-off-y. We get the journalist, the news anchor, kind of like reading off terror in the water. Kind of like Peter Benchley's bit in Jaws when he's the, like, news anchor talking about a cloud in the shape of a shark. So you get that bit, and then he interviews the one lady he probably shouldn't interview. Like, why is this scientist military lady here? Come on, let's put two and two together. He was scared. <laughs> He's like, all right, I guess I'll talk to this crazy lady. <laughs> Wait, is this an alien? Like, I mean, we're in the 70s. I mean, is this an alien? Let me go, let me go see. What the hell are you filming? And I love that it's cut into bits because this is live, man. Everyone's radio is listening to the same frequency. We're all listening to this news anchor because we've all heard about the river of blood. And she's like, yeah, there's nothing to worry about. They can't get to the I don't know what her her meaning behind it was. They can't get to the ocean. And then we see the ocean with a guy fly fishing and then piranha pops up and it turns all red. Piranha. Piranha. If you want to rank, let's get your rankings, Nebar. You want to be first up on the boat? Show me the toe I'm going to go with a two on this one. Two what? Two of that mutated creature back at the... Dang! I want to use a creature too. <laughs> Two of the mutated creature back at that facility. So I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with two... Two and a half turns of the pollution valve. <laughs> I don't know if that means good or bad because you're releasing pollution. I actually, so I'm excited, and maybe we'll explore this movie someday in the future. I'm really excited for the remake of it, Prana 3D and Prana 3 D, because I think they, from what I've seen of it in the trailers, I think they, the filmmakers there, had more fun with making the movie and not taking it seriously. And I thought, I feel like if Again, Joe Dante being his first feature film as a director and, you know, probably a lot of people making that movie, they probably were trying to take it seriously and make a good movie. But I think if they would have had more fun with it and just kind of got wacky with it, with just how crazy it was and how bad the script was and the acting, it could have been, like you said, an all-time great bad movie. So I'll give it credit there. Yeah. I'll give it credit there. The sequel looks wild. It's all right. I, th- I think it's a good, for horror movie buffs, creature feature buffs, I-, I think that's a movie to watch. It's a really cool creature feature, and it made a series of films, so it, it did well. But yeah, I-, I would I would give it two life-saving rafts out of five. I was just going to say, it had that life-saving raft. Yeah. If you're getting anywhere <laughs> on a freaking raft like that there's no crisis <laughs> i don't care like what you gotta tell anybody <laughs> they're taking their sweet old time yeah no i i had surprisingly a fun time watching it they're here and they're hungry piranha so what are we <laughs> leaving in the river or on the mountain i'm leaving that old guy's legs feet, yes. man, his feet, his feet are that nasty. <laughs> 
I I gotta say they they shot this movie as a serious movie and then they watched it and they're like, all right, we just gotta put a comedy title on. We just gotta change the genre. Like they they totally shot a serious movie and then they were just like, all right, I think definitely not what we thought it was when we, when we signed up. I agree with Nee's breakdown. Is I think they shot they shot this movie and they were like, this is it, baby. This is the new Jaws fuck that shark you know and then when they when they when they the producers were watching it they were like oh shit okay <laughs> let's try to turn this around they called up joss whedon they said joss put some comedy in this thing all right put some quick you know phrases in here you know no honestly the scuba diver boat explosion scene that all could have been added to try to make yeah. the film better because it's so far out there and makes no sense that's really the only part that you have you have questions on is that part <laughs> Oh, no, the whole movie has questions. Like I said, the, the guy reads the part that you're not supposed to read out loud when he's reading the script. He's literally describing what's going on in every scene. The, the, the piranha it must be the blood on the rope. They're eating the rope. They're undoing the raft. We got to hurry up and jump off to the side. And then when they're all they're all in the, laying in the grass, he's like, oh, shoot, I got to hurry up and run to the dam. It's close enough for me to run to now because we wrapped enough a good enough distance and now i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna get them to not open it oh damn they didn't open it and i warned the military there's an offshoot oh my god you know like the whole saga they don't want to listen so now i am in a military compound i'm arrested i need to get out of here so blaze knows this movie really well he does and and yeah, no, they describe every single thing that's happening. Whether it makes sense or not is the problem, and none of it does. But uh, what I will say, I'm going to leave in the woods, and this is definitely a shout-out to the great comedic actor Paul Rubens, is tequila! That's what I would leave up in there. Tripping in the woods. Tripping in the woods. In the, woods. in the woods thank y'all for listening to another episode of tripping in the woods podcast man i don't know where my friends went but if you guys are still alive it'd be real cool if you came back for more <laughs>